0: One Podcast Mining the Magic the Gathering Subreddits for Salt This is The Howling Salt Mine It's the Howling Salt Mine The
1: Howling
0: Everybody, and welcome back to the Howling Salt Mine Podcast, the podcast where we mine salty posts from the Magic the Gathering subreddits. We haul them up in our little mine cart and then we look at them, make jokes, maybe make some advice. Maybe we do none of that. Uh, and we just stare into the void that is the salty mine. <laughs> I'm your host, Sam. And as always, I am joined by my co host, Tony. Say, hey, Tony. What up, what up, what up? Mike is, of course, not around this week. As you guys all know, he is shooting down a river somewhere in a canoe, hopefully (laughs) not face down. Just shooting (laughs) down that river as one does. Blasting down a river in a canoe (laughs) by the strength of his arms. So so our friend Nick has, uh, has come back this week as our guest host.
2: Hey, Nick. Hello.
0: Thanks for coming back, man.
2: Yeah. You guys keep having me back. I don't know why <laughs> you guys can't find anybody better. apparently. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, Post Malone was busy. Yeah. Next yeah. week. Next week. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be here next week. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think actually next week, Mike will be back with the magic of backlogged episodes. the listener it'll seem like he was only gone for a couple weeks (laughs) (laughs) when in reality he's been gone for a fucking like month (laughs) Yeah, he's been gone for an entire month we'll get him back one of these days he did not die in the river um which we're glad to I think it was multiple
3: rivers actually I thought it was lakes he was doing that what is it called corsaging porting portaging portaging. there we go that's the one not corsage (laughs) I think that's actually the flower thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) I know words.
2: <laughs> the, the unofficial definition for portage is to carry a canoe uphill both ways. Yeah, that sounds like it sucks. I did that once when I was a
0: teenager. And just because I was stupid, I like was up in my family's cabin. And it's two lakes connected by this little inlet. We had these shitty kayaks. They're like just awful. Like 100 pounds each of like solid plastic. Terrible. And we, <laughs> we, we went through this inlet to the other lake. And then the current was too strong. We couldn't get back. We're like, we'll just go to the marina and carry the kayaks back. And it was like harrowing. That's probably why my body hurts so much now that I'm in my 30s. All
3: because of that one kayaking trip. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I did something very similar to the trip that Mike did. And uh we had like three canoes in our group. And one of the coolest parts of it was we basically took all three canoes lashed them together and made a giant sailboat and sailed across some of the longer lakes. And we actually portaged the whole thing together across some of the lakes. That's cool. To get between them. It was pretty cool. That's some like Huck Finn shit,
0: man. Yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) Someone was like blowing out a tune on a, on an empty jug, an empty clay jug.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: little banjo twanging. (laughs) Well, We should probably get into it, guys. You know, if this is your first time to the Howling Salt Mine, like I said at the top, we are going to be talking about salty Magic the Gathering posts. We're going to be dissecting some of that salt in those posts and uh, really just kind of um, of breaking it down, talking about table politics and things like that. But Sam, what salt? Great question, Tony. (laughs) I like how you said that. (laughs) salt is salt is when you're playing super smash brothers and you keep trying to get to the ledge and someone is just standing there and they keep knocking you back and you keep floating back and they keep knocking you away and then finally you <laughs>
3: die and you're just like i can't do anything
0: right and i hate this game
3: <laughs> i say it's like in the og one though where like someone ledge guards and they like sit on the ledge so that you can't grab it oh before that was we'll like still do that in the newer games well no like you literally couldn't grab it when someone else was on it now that you'll like pop off but oh trash the, the I feel a lot stuff. of salt when that happens to me
0: yeah i uh my, my super smash brothers salt was just both my roommates in college played roy and marth and man fucking those those counters like fuck that man <laughs> anyways that's what salt is salt is frustration <laughs> it's when you get pissed off uh things aren't going your way and you get grumpy
2: salt is super smash brothers that's what i understood from this <laughs> hell yeah shall we get into
0: it guys we Let's shall since it. we have
2: digressed way too far <laughs> <It's> <laughs> too early. So much. we haven't even got to the first one yet
0: <laughs> tony and i actually talked about it and we're planning
2: more digressions in oh boy <laughs> is it a, a digression bit. if it's planned isn't that like an yeah, just give him a
3: little flame of Flav, you know, a little bit of little Tony action on the side. You
2: know? Oh boy, yeah, everyone loves a little side Tony. <laughs> I'm deleting all of that.
0: That was awful. People are unsubscribing right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into it, guys. I have three posts for us today. The first one is kind of long, but man, it is good. I really do need to read it in its entirety. There are gonna be some cards that we name in this, but it doesn't really have to do much with the post. So you guys will get it as we go through. I'll try not to bang my hand against my desk much anymore, like I just
3: fucking did. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking noob. Supposed to be a professional.
0: (laughs) So this one comes to us from user 63 Reddit and it's from the EDH subreddit. If you guys see user 63 Reddit on the subreddits, give them an upvote. Spread that good, good will. And this is titled, Potentially Problematic Player. How do I deal with him? And the post goes, buckle in, this one's long. (laughs) Where I live, the LGS recently closed down. So I have three other people come to my place once a week to play commander. However, I don't feel like I'm enjoying myself because of one person in particular. If it's not having to worry about him using a combo hyper aggro, it's his attitude. After running Hinata the Dawn Crowned a few days ago, I nuked the board with Mycosynth Lattice and Cleansing Nova, which forced the only other player to die via Kothofed Soul Hoarder's effect. I was met with, boo, land destruction, boo. No matter what I say, whether I pointed out he removed some of my lands in two separate games the week before, Terastodon and Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger, respectively, or I point out nothing I played technically, said destroyed all lands, I should feel bad because he always has an excuse when he does it, therefore it's fine, but it's not okay when anyone else does it. He will get others to attack slash target me because I'm about to combo off. I play combo decks maybe 40% of the time. Even when I do, I seldom use tutors to find any of the pieces. Cool. Like fairish combo. But the true reason he does it is because I'm an apparent threat. And once I'm gone, he wins 90% of the time. Assuming I do combo off, I'm met with boo, combo player, boo, (laughs) or some other scathing remark. Or I'm eliminated, and since the others had ignored him, he has lethal or will combo off himself. Even when he combos off, he will state that X, Y, and Z isn't a combo, but highly synergistic. When he does it, synergy. Anyone else, combo. When things don't go his way, he'll threaten to, or actually do it, play his Yagmoth Thran Physician CDH deck And the playgroup levels generally ranged at three to eight power. I get EDH is meant to be political. I get stopping a combo piece will result in a crude remark as a joke, but I don't like playing with him. And to be honest, it's affecting my general attitude. I've become more angry or salty, as we might say.
2: Mm. I've
0: tried to talk to him, but he ignores me. I can't kick him out because I feel like I'm the bad guy. I can't find others because either he'll turn them off of magic. He generally sat with the newer, younger players when the LGS was open and ran his cdh combo decks. Oh god. Doesn't like any of the other play groups or other groups don't want to play with us. Ultimately, I'd like to play janky shit or play edh plane chase, but I can't. I don't want to start to run land destruction urza turgid, but
2: I feel like I'm at my wit's end. What do I do? This is a really interesting post. Couple thoughts. The first one is I was kind of mixed in my opinion of like what i thought the ops take was versus the player until they talked about their opponent being a pub stopping bitch and dropping cdh decks <laughs> on casual tables you know at that point pull out all the guns man blow up their lands like to do what you got to do like the other point which i think is probably more apt from a like discussion perspective is there's two other players at the table and i'm curious what the conversation has been with them right if there if there is one mm, problematic definitely. player in this group I'm I'm hoping that the other two people who are also in this are are seeing the same things can, and can hopefully provide you know some backup to this person so that way they can talk to this problematic player.
0: Yeah, it definitely seems like the OP in this post feels some ownership of this situation. You know, they're inviting these other people over to their house. They feel like they have invited this guy and want to be kind of sensitive to that situation as well. So I definitely, I'm curious about that a little bit too. Frankly, if this person is dropping CDH level shit, or even just like threatening to, which is kind of shitty, and pub stomping the other people who aren't at that power level, I can say pretty confidently that I bet those other people are not having a good time too.
1: (laughs)
3: Yeah, I think Nick brings up a good point that I also was feeling the same way when it when the post started. I was like, I kind of think that the person is almost the problem. It's a kind of a classic case of they don't know how to not be the threat. Like, it sounds like they're kind of always the one that's out in front. And like, sometimes you just got to hold that shit back. Hmm. Otherwise, yeah, you're going to get targeted first every time. And that person in the second place position usually is the one that's going to wind up winning. I think what like sort of made me feel that way is when he talked about the land destruction that the person was doing it's that it was ulamog or like some of these other scenarios where like when it's towards the end of the game and i'm gonna like exile two of your permanents i'm gonna pick a couple lands because i think that's gonna help me like close out Mm. at first that was definitely what i thought but i I definitely agree like don't be a fucking douche (laughs) there's no other way of putting it don't just like (laughs) whip out a cdh deck at a freaking like casual table like what the fuck man yeah
2: up until the point where they mentioned dropping the Yagmoth CDH deck, I was like, well, you know, this sounds like they're just being apt at playing table politics, right? Like they're mirroring the threat. They're they're trying to push the kind of ire away from themselves and then capitalizing on it because it sounds like they win after that. That that it, to me is a legitimate part of, of regular kind of casual magic yeah, uh, or casual commander at least. But the yog moth in the room of being like, "Well, I didn't win. now I'm gonna hold a you know, hold my like grudge against the table and you know make sure that I get my win for the day. Otherwise, I don't have fun. Like that part is way too far.
3: You only have fun when you win, Nick. It's the only
0: way <laughs> play to win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys are both making some really good points. I do want to point out a couple things in this post. One is, you know we kind of have like a couple sections here. The first one is really about like the land destruction piece. And, you know, Mycosynth Lattice into Cleansing Nova is obviously just a very powerful wipe effect. I don't really think that you can compare that much to somebody using a Terastodon or an Ulamog to remove a couple lands. Like, MLD is very different than targeted land destruction, kind of like what you were saying, Tony. But I do think that there is, like, a bit of hypocrisy that comes up even more in the next one where they're talking about combo plays, where when the OP is doing a combo... They're like boo combo player boo, and then when they combo off immediately afterwards, they're like, "Oh, I'm a synergy player." Actually, it's very, very different. <laughs> and like to me, I mean, obviously, when you get to the pub stomping part, that's that's a cardinal sin. But even before we got there, that thing specifically with combos, I just think that's total bullshit. And you know, it's kind of indicative of the mood that this problematic player is
2: bringing to the table. So, what advice would we give to OP? I think to kind of round it out a bit. M- my takeaway is I think they need to involve the other players in their group and have a kind of larger discussion with everybody. I also think like they should not tolerate dropping pub stomping decks. I-, I think like yeah, there is a wider problem within the the EDH community, which is the the kind of clash between what the casual people perceive to be CEDH and what actual CEDH is mm, and that breached. stuff is is such a detriment to CEDH and like what is already or it's like it, C D H is a very different and fun format that gets a very bad rap by people like this dropping quote-unquote CEDH mm. decks and pub stomping yeah. uh <laughs> so, so, like, <laughs> my point being right like anytime this gets like that type of stuff gets brought up there really needs to be a zero tolerance policy in within the play group to be like look those are two separate things we are treating them differently if you want to play cdh that's great we should yeah. play CEDH and have it be its distinct thing not try to be like i'm gonna play my super high power deck and i'm a cdh player i know how to win i'm gonna just you know, topple everybody. Cause that's not fun for everybody. That's not what CDH yeah, 100%. is
0: 100%. So,
2: anyway, I digress.
0: No, let, let's digress more. I mean, th- this is a great, <laughs> this is a great thing to talk about. I'm glad we, we hit this topic. I mean, we talk about this all the time. I feel the exact same way. I think everybody in our pod feels the same way. I say this, I think I say this every episode. And then I think I say that I say this every episode, we play a blend of casual and CDH. You guys know by now. (laughs) You know by now. And honestly, like pub stompers are not CDH players. If someone is, if I have a CDH deck, I do not wanna play it against casual decks because that's gonna be a bad game of magic. I'm either gonna just totally blow out the table and it won't be the fun, highly interactive game that I want or we have the super powerful person at the table and it's not gonna be fun for them either. Like, all right, ready? Buckle up guys, I am gonna gatekeep. I am going to game <laughs> right now. No real CDH player will play a CDH deck against casual decks. Amen. That is just how it is. If someone at your LGS or in your pod is like, "Hey, let me play my like, uh, you know, Thracios Tim deck against your like chair tribal and your fucking precon," that's, <laughs> that person is just a dickhead <laughs> or or like a bully or something. Like, it's not fun. When we play CDH, we want high amounts of interaction. We want crazy stack battles that are like eight cards deep. We want like this epic chess match that is just bouncing on the edge of a coin. And I don't want to just like smush people into the
2: ground. Well, the whole thing just feels very like masturbatory, right? It's just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to make you guys watch while I get to do and like play with my cards by myself over here oh, in the man. corner. And it's like, uh, just that whole thing is icky. It's like just goldfish your
0: deck at that point. Yeah. Just, just gather your friends around and be like, hey guys, watch me goldfish this deck for five minutes. And they'll be like, <laughs> okay, that's cool. And then you can be like, yeah, I did it. I will say pub stompers will play CDH decks But they are not CDH
3: players, right? That is the big distinction here.
0: Tony, how do you feel about this, man?
3: I I feel like y'all said it. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but yeah, like who fucking enjoys being like, oh, yeah, I popped off on two turns with no interaction. (laughs) like Yeah, exactly. I'm over here dropping like 10, my whole hand the first turn. And then like everybody else is like, oh, land pass. Like, before they even play a permanent, you fucking have won the game. Like,
1: yeah,
0: like, you're not skillful. You're not good at CDH when you do that shit. And CDH I, players I, get a bad rap for it, man. And CDH is genuinely fun. There are people that use it like a slur in the community, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> like, like, oh, CDH God, like, players. That guy's a CDH player. It's like, <laughs> fuck off, dude. You... <laughs> if your experience with a CDH player is somebody just, like, being a dickhead, that person's a dickhead. They're not a C that That is (laughs) a mutually exclusive
3: thing. Like he's just a dickhead. I feel like half of our pod used to like feel that way. We used to be like CDH is bad or evil. And then all of a sudden we just played it once. And we're like, oh, wait, this is great. This is fucking great. (laughs) (laughs) So what do we feel about the salt rating here? What are we talking about? (laughs) Exactly.
2: We're specifically talking about Sam's salt rating, right? just coming out of a haze.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. It's just blood all over my hands. Where am I, guys? (laughs) Are we recording?
3: Oh, God. (laughs) What year is it?
0: (laughs) I'll go first on this one. Uh, You know, this is a tough situation. I want to say it's a high salt rating because it is. It's frustrating to play with this type of person in your group. I will say, you know, I did actually have a little chat with uh, the OP when we were asking if we could use their post. Just asked like how it was going and if that was still a problem. And they actually haven't played since that post came up. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like there's maybe some scheduling issues doing that. I mean, maybe this is playing into it too. Like if, if it is such a bad time, it's hard to want to set that time aside. So, you know, it's hard. It's hard when you have a very small pool of people that can hang out with you and play this game. And if one of them is negative and the vibe is off, it's like, you know, it can kind of fracture the whole thing. So, I mean, this is definitely a salty post, but like my, my heart goes out to the OP because I, I think it's just, it's just hard when you're in that situation.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, salt is definitely high. My feedback would be to have the conversation with the larger group, try to get the other people to see what's going on and, and help do the kind of intervention talk that you need to have Mm -hmm. or find somebody else to play with.
3: Yeah, I think the only other thing I'd say too that's like maybe a possibility it's definitely almost two-sided in my mind and I think the one one thing uh, OP could do differently is just don't play uh, a couple of combo decks in a row or something or like and that might be less fun for you so like that's not for everyone if you want to play that like you shouldn't have to deal with this other person Mm -hmm. but sometimes you could just bring a different style of deck like something just janky and weird that sort of pulls some of that heat off of you so that then when they're trying to rally and be like oh they're going to play another combo here you could just be like no i'm just i'm just here <laughs> i do that from time to time because like i tend to bring some heat every now and then and so then i'll just bring out my group hub deck that like everybody's like yeah we're just going to ram like do stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I so. when I play
0: Alesha. Yeah. I'm like, here, let me play my very expensive, like, power level five deck <laughs> 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 that I love dearly and very rarely wins.
3: <laughs> but I think, especially like in their own home, you shouldn't feel like that. So talking yeah. to them, and if it doesn't fix from a conversation, you just got to find someone else. Yeah, that's easier
0: said than done. Definitely. Yeah, especially if it's a friend, you know that that can be hard too. All right, let's follow up that really long one with a short one. Makes Hell sense. Hell yeah. This is one of those rare, salty posts that actually got a lot of upvotes. This one's at like nice. 1K upvotes. Nice. So this one comes to us from user Captain Carnage. Uh, if you guys see Captain Carnage on the subreddits, just give him an upvote, spread a little bit of that goodwill. And the post is titled, If you scoop to prevent a player from winning a game during a paid tournament, you should be kicked from the tournament.
3: (laughs) I wonder what it'll be about. (laughs) Uh, They're not wrong, (laughs) but I'll hear them out. So the
0: post goes. So this has happened a couple times at my LGS, and I'm honestly not interested in playing in the paid events anymore. I was playing my Brea deck and attacked an Urza player with my Hellkite Tyrant with a final fortune in my hand. The Urza player scooped, and after I passed the turn, I should have won. The player to my left was able to combo off and win the game. I'm honestly not upset. It's just a game. But I could have won more packs if I had got that first place. I'm just tired of seeing it happen at paid events, and I think players should be punished for dropping just to prevent a win."
3: Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know what the official rule is, but isn't there some, like, can you just scoop whenever the fuck you want? Like, I understand, yes. like, in yeah, a, yeah, you can. I thought in a tournament, at least, there was some kind of rule against it. Like, I feel like it's got to be Sorcerer's speed. I fucking hate that so much. And if I was this guy, I wouldn't be like, oh, it's just a game. It's okay. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. You stay <laughs> in this game. I'm about to kill you right now and win. <laughs> like, fuck off.
2: I, I have a couple thoughts. So, even in regular, tournament play in magic this is like drawing tournaments i think is is not not necessarily a problem but it is part of the strategy where like you and a player will agree to draw a match because it moves your overall ranking better uh rather than playing it out mm-hmm. but the larger point is commander was not designed to be a competitive format i do sympathize with the op that having somebody kind of you know king make we generally frown upon king making in our own group i think that sucks. But you are also doing something which is kind of contrary to the whole format by trying to force it into a paid tournament competitive event when it is like very explicitly meant to be a casual thing. And like I, you know, have disagreements with the rules committee uh, in general, especially with some specific, you know, card choices on the ban list and stuff like that. But it is meant to be a casual format and like shoehorning it into a tournament style event, you're going to get problems like this where where you get the ability for people to king make, especially where you get things like in a small enough tournament setting where you have people that know each other Mm -hmm. and they end up in the same pod and can king make for each other that gets really complicated too, right? Yeah, that's a really good hey, point. Hey, I know I'm not going to win, but my buddy Sam is playing at the same table. And if I concede at the right time, I know that he can win. Dude, I'll give you a pack. Just concede. Right. In in <laughs> other tournaments, that would be considered cheating, but because it's in commander and that's, you know, it is a multiplayer format that is not designed for tournaments. There's no real rules to like enforce against that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's a really good point, Nick. Like, obviously commander is this casual format and the fact of a multiplayer competitive format that has this ability to scoop at any time, there are going to be issues. I do want to read a couple things uh, just to provide some additional context here. One is rule 104.3A from the comprehensive rules, which says a player can concede the game at any time. A player who concedes leaves the game immediately. That player loses the game.
3: Yo, fuck that rule. Are you fucking kidding me? Who needs that rule in a fucking card game? Firstly, that they wrote it down. First mistake. And secondly, it should say fucking sorcery speed.
0: I mean, there are reasons that that exists, right? Because like, let's say I have you locked out or, or some kind of weird loop where I'm constantly skipping a turn or, you know, you can do some weird shit in Magic where people never get the opportunity to concede on their own turn. There needs to be a way out of that in the rules. Or sometimes the writing is on the wall and somebody is just like playing with their food and you're like, please kill me. And they're like, no, I just want to see you suffer. And that's when conceding is a good thing.
2: Right, imagine you were in like a mind slaver lockout where you never got a turn, right? Your sorcery speed rule now goes out the window because you actually can never concede.
3: If it's truly that though, right? And someone's being like a dick like that, I just pick my shit up and I leave. Like, but that's, that is conceding. <laughs> that's conceding. That is As, conceding. Yeah, so. I you know. Now conceded
2: like, at instant speed.
3: Yeah, again, you, like you, the whole like yeah. competition <laughs> thing, like that you kind you of stuff. Run, it's like, that's not, that's not conceding. That's like, it is. It that's is conceding. Pouring my salt out and being like, fuck you, I'm leaving now, I'm done. That, but <laughs> there's a
2: word for that. There's a word, okay. for, that, yeah, there's a word it's, for that. It's sort of the same.
0: So the other thing I do want to just throw in here is. The, the cards at play here. Urza doesn't really matter that much. We've talked about it. He's got tons of artifacts. Hellkind Tyrant is a six, five dragon. It costs four colorless and two red flying trample. And it says when it deals combat damage to a player, you gain control of all of the artifacts the player controls. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control 20 or more artifacts, you win. Final Fortune says you take an extra turn after this one. On the end step of that turn, you die. So basically this person was attacking Urza, going to get all their artifacts, cast Final Fortune, win on the next upkeep. Like there's no two ways about it. This person is scooping to deny this player winning. And I do think, even though it's in the rules, even though you can do it, you know, to kind of manipulate the ladder in a tournament setting, I do think that that is kind of bullshit. Like I think that that stuff does need to go through. Conceding when you're in a lockout that's unpleasant is one thing. Conceding just to deny someone a win and clearly kingmake is pushing it a little too far.
3: Yeah. And like obviously trash blue player, so <laughs> stands to reason that <laughs> wow, they do this. Blue. But uh I I think that's the thing, right? That it's the kingmaking that's like really the problem. Yeah. And like in our play group it's lit- it's sh- you're shamed if you kingmake really, by accident. Tony, like really? I did once. I like <laughs> I like gut reaction just like King makes without meaning to. And I was like, oh, fuck, what has happened? And then the amount of salt that night was probably the most we've ever had. I think
2: that was a dark day. Yeah, that was a dark day. It was brutal, man. It was like somebody shot a dog in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was. oh man. Yeah.
3: I, I like I messaged Mike afterwards, like I'm so sorry, and he just didn't respond. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Shit. yeah, Tony oh, and, I and I like talked shit. about it a
0: lot afterwards. Yeah. He's like, dude, that sucked, and I was like, yeah, that was that was bad, and he's like, I feel so bad. Yeah, that was a, that was a dark day. Should we read that record?
2: We should. Nah, Do we have it available? It's okay. <laughs> of course I have it available, man. <laughs> to be fair, if I remember right, and, and we'll check this in a second, I don't think that was a situation where it was due to king making or due to sorry, due to concession.
3: It wasn't. I made Mike mill out in a CDH game right. just before he was about to win. But then I lost on my turn. And he, and you handed the win to Nick. Yeah, you, you specifically, was it, I think it was Nick, or you, one of the two. I think Nick. it was me. Yeah,
2: I remember that, like, the post game on that was just like Brutal. <laughs> you could hear crickets in the
3: background. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was
2: a dark time.
3: <laughs> don't king make. Uh, yep. Even now, I feel the salt coming back. Yeah. So, the moral of this story is don't king make, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't to your impressions are dumb if they're not at sorcery speed, in my opinion. <laughs> Everyone can have their own opinion. The fucking rules exist to say otherwise, but fuck that shit. (laughs) And that's all I have to say about that. Hey, Tony, what sort of salt rating would you give this? Oh, my God. I don't. (laughs) What is like the saltiest fucking bit of food that I can imagine? This is like when you eat sardines out of a can. Just like turn that can open, pop a... The saltiest little bastard you can into your mouth. And just like, fuck, what have I done? I fucking hate this. (laughs) That's what this is like.
0: (laughs) How about you, Nick? What do you think?
2: I have less of a problem with the person conceding, though I do think that they should not have. I have more of a problem with trying to shoehorn a casual format into a tournament setting. And that makes me salty. Unless you're doing CDH, which is then, by definition, competitive and not casual.
0: Yeah, and and conceding is still a problem in those tournaments, too. Yeah. My take on this one is totally justified salt. Like 30 seconds away from a win, that just feels kind of shitty. It, it does suck that there's nothing in the rules to save you from that. And that's just kind of like how it goes. But, you know, you'd think that it wouldn't happen as often, but it do. Well,
3: that's the problem. You it call did. the judge over and they're going to be like, rule fucking... Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Rule 1 or 4.3a? Yeah. A player may can see it at any time. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. I need something else. I need something different because I'm done with this.
2: (laughs) If you're going to take anything away from today's episode, don't pub stop and don't king make. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: (laughs) We'll just wait till we get to this last one. (laughs) Today, we're like speaking a lot of truth, guys. This is good shit.
2: <laughs> Speak that truth. Speaking
0: the truth. I just threw my hands up in the air victoriously for, <laughs> for the listeners. Um. Oh.
2: <laughs> Explaining bodily poses yeah. uh, <laughs> makes Great. them more funny for, for an radio, audio podcast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I slowly walk into the room and open the door. <laughs> um, so, oh, man.
0: I'm going to have to take another digression, my friends. Uh-oh. I, I apologize. Uh, so this post comes to us. This is a Monday morning post. You guys know Monday morning. It is our favorite thing. People vent about their playgroup troubles. And we huff that sweet vape. I think we talked about that in the past. <laughs> <is how> we <laughs> said we huff that sweet
3: vape. <laughs> yeah, we,
0: they, they vent it. And we, we huff up the vent. And we love it. And it's, our, it's the vape that gives us life. Um, except we will be dying soon because the EDH subreddit has gotten rid of Monday morning. Boo. Yeah, dude. Uh, Like (laughs) I have to talk about it. Killing that content farm, man. I'm fucking pissed because not only is it a great place for us to get content, but it's also a great place for us to engage with people. Like every single post that we put on this show is somebody that we have like talked to And very frequently, I'm like chatting with them and things like that. And these are some great people that are honestly, usually in like a tough situation and looking for help. Like think of the person in our first post today. And it's a real bummer to me that that does not exist on the EDH subreddit anymore. Um, Now it's like Monday memories. And it's, they're like, put your happy memories and your bad ones here too. You know, if any of our listeners did post in there on Monday, I'm sure your story was great. But it's just a bunch of... (laughs)
3: It was great, but we don't fucking want it.
0: (laughs) It's just a bunch of fucking boring stories of people being like, I won with my Atraxa deck, and it was great. It's like, who gives a shit, man? That's
1: not interesting.
0: I don't want to read about your boring story. My son plays magic with me now. Oh, I can see the glimmer in his eyes. Who cares? Make a whole post about that. Make a whole post about that, man. Like, you'll get more upvotes. No one is digging into the weekly threads to read your stupid story. People are here because they want the salt, man. Oh, it, yeah, it is I, really bumming me out because I think it's important. I'll, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox in a second, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is very important to have that space on the EDH subreddit because people need a place to vent, look for sympathetic Redditors that'll come through and be like, hey, that fucking sucks. I've been in the same situation. Or just be like, yeah, that person in your group's a dickhead. You're not crazy. Like, here's a nice dose of reality. You know, and if we don't have a dedicated space for that, Guess what's going to flood the subreddit? A bunch of people making salty posts and I will find them. (laughs) Don't don't get me wrong. I am still finding them, but man.
2: That's the part I think is really backwards. Is there, I get the idea of wanting to keep the subreddit to be more positive, especially since it has kind of become the de facto face for the kind of community aspect for a lot of EDH. It makes sense that that needs to be a positive space, but I feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot because now all of the stuff that was kind of confined to this one, you know, weekly post to have these kind yeah. of salty venting discussions is now going to spill over into the main Reddit. Yeah. And like it will require more moderator enforcement to try and, you know, call those away than it would have if you gave it a specific spot. So I, I don't know. It's, it seems backwards to me. I, I sympathize with you. Uh, especially for your your content farming ability. It's gonna <laughs> suffer a little bit, but you know, I
0: don't wanna be like shitting on the EDH mods or bringing any hate their way. Moderating a subreddit's hard. You can't make everybody yeah. happy. And we have a very specific fondness for this one weekly thread <laughs> that is probably not shared by a lot of people out there. Clearly, all those people who want like a space for positive stuff. Yeah, like that's cool. But I do think it is an important place for people to to be able to talk about that stuff. And I don't think it's all negativity. It There's this stigma that it's people bitching and really it's people talking about generally frustrating situations. Like again, let's point to these last two OPs. This person who got screwed out of a paid tournament that they were going to win. And then this other person who has a really challenging situation in their play group. I don't know. I'm just sad. Yep. I'm mourning. I'm mourning for Monday (laughs) morning. Hey, (laughs) I see what you did there. Well played sir. Well, let's get back into it. I'll, I'll, I'll step down here. Uh, to the listener at home, I'm stepping down off my soapbox.
2: He, he's actually still just sitting in his chair. I can't yeah. confirm that. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> he's making faces with no noise, so you can't even imagine what his face is while he's trying to <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So this one comes to us from user Todashort. If you guys see Todashort on the subreddit, Give them an upvote. Um, they are about to speak some heavy, heavy truth. And this post says, "People around me take losing way too seriously. As a result, people are not really enjoying their wins, and I hate it. I get that bad beats suck sometimes, especially when your deck did not quite get going. I've been on the receiving end of getting hit with ten infect early, freaking tainted strike, man, into you know getting flooded the next game. I did not play the most magic that day." but I was not mad or mopey about it. I did go on a salty rant. Well, now that you did me in like this, I guess I have to build a Thoracal combo for next time, et cetera, et cetera. But if you know me, <laughs> you know that these rants aren't actually serious, just me joking about my demise. Now, the people I play with will get mopey when they just start to lose or just lost. I mean, I do not expect them to be thrilled when they get run over in two to three turns, but the fact that they start making it known that they are no longer enjoying themselves really rubs me the wrong way. Because the person that is currently winning has to, as a result, hide the fact that they are currently enjoying themselves. It is at its worst when winning takes a second. Example, I have a vehicle deck, me crewing and resolving, and the resulting trigger has to be treated like going through the motions. It is also why I dismantled any other artifact deck I had, because God forbid I resolve side triggers when I have lethal in two to three turns. For the record, I do not play fast. Anyways, this really rubs me the wrong way. People need to let others have their fun. Now, that was kind of a long one. This is really the thing I want to zero in here. Because the person that is currently winning has to, as a result, hide the fact that they are currently enjoying themselves. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that?
3: He kind of talks about it, and he says, like, I play kind of slow. So I definitely feel a lot of salt when someone goes in the tank. Especially, like, it's kind of annoying. If you're not going to win, don't do it. and." If you are gonna win, can you can you do it faster? Like, can you hey, not, hey, Tony, like, how many sit there? how
2: many times have you almost won a game? How many times have you taken you know like a 5-10 minute turn twiddling <laughs> all cards on your side of the table and then whiffed it? I'm
3: not saying that you are the worst it. at this. <laughs> You're the worst. That is untrue. You're the worst. this. Oh, no,
2: that is a hundred percent true. It
3: is so true. I do not tank half as frequently as other beats. Pull up the records,
2: <laughs> let's dig in, let's go find all of the instances where Tony is totally whiffed on one of his decks, having taken some long elaborate turn and gotten absolutely fucking nowhere with it.
0: And sometimes when
2: you have tons of pieces, you take an elaborate turn
0: to just produce value and you're not going for a win. Like I get that when you're storming off or something, it is much more palatable when at the end that someone somebody's gonna win. But like sometimes you just have to play your deck, and your deck has a lot of triggers, you know. Tony, I, don't Tony. you know? Don't you know, Tony?
2: <laughs> just for that, I'm going to steal like... Savala with Gilded Drake again.
3: <laughs> I'm not talking about CDH. I'm you were going to anyway, <laughs> <just laughs> do that anyway. I was definitely going to do that anyway.
2: To to take it back to the the thesis of the statement, losing sucks for sure, but you you do have to remember that like the other players are there to to win the game as well somebody has to win the game unless you like literally are forcing everybody to draw which is a possibility you know the advantage of losing is you get to play again like uh, maybe this is a case where like you're in a long game and Mm -hmm. then it it kind of fizzles at the end and there's a feel bad moment but I don't know to some extent you should just kind of talk through that and move on right like let it go unless you're Tony and you'll hold a grudge forever
0: You know the things that really stick out to me. I already mentioned one is just that the person winning has to hide the fact that they're enjoying themselves, and then the other thing is people bringing the game down through verbal and nonverbal cues. You know it happens to everybody. It happens to me sometimes where you get sulky and you're just like, man, like things aren't going well. This whole game has been a bust. Like I'm just not having fun, you know. But at the same time, like people are still playing the game and. You know i don't have a magical trick for this stuff i do think it's like it's interesting to talk about it and kind of shine a light on it but i still struggle with this i mean i we play games sometimes we're at the end we're like who's the saltiest bay and they'll be like it's sam and i'm like i'm not salty i just didn't have any fun tonight
2: (laughs) (laughs) i feel like those circumstances are usually the result of
3: uh keeping a bad hand
2: yeah well it's or it's keeping a bad hand or getting a poor start or just getting land screwed or something like that right it it has very little to do with like being stomped out of the game from another player in my my experience anyway i'm sure other people have different ones but it's usually the case where like i can see everybody else is doing stuff and i can't because of my own (laughs) devices my own stupidity of keeping a one (laughs) land hand or whatever it might be but i got screwed out of the game by my own doing early on in the game. And I can't take any game action, right? Like
0: there's nothing worse than having that bad start and then being in a long game, like not a game that goes 45 minutes, a game that goes an hour and a half. And you're like, I still suck. And it's been an hour and 15 (laughs) minutes and I'm still not doing anything. And my friends haven't killed me because they're polite, but I also might as well just be dead and out of the game. And then you win.
2: Yeah. And you win, but not sometimes, <laughs> but it doesn't don't. feel good. I mean, you. I've, I've definitely had cases where like, I'll be totally screwed out of the beginning of the game because I kept some stupid hand or whatever, <laughs> yeah. just bad, bad cards, you know, bad luck of the draw. And I sit there and I'm like, well, I can't do anything. And because you're the quiet player and people generally feel bad for you, they leave you alone. They leave you alone. They leave you alone. All of a sudden it's you and one player left in the game you've managed to recover your board state because everybody forgot about you and then you win. And it's not a good win. It doesn't feel good because you know you don't deserve it, but it is a win. It's like, oh, they forgot
0: about me. And then I clawed my way from the gutter and just like punched someone and then I won. Not
3: even forgot, just pitied. Just fucking pitied me. Oh, Tony still doesn't have more than two lands. It's like. like it's like when you're you're playing
0: tag with a toddler, and you're like, "Oh, you're catching me! You're gonna!" Yes. <laughs> oh
3: my god, you're so just, true. Your friends like just exactly love you, right. and they're
0: they're like, "Hey, let's just give this one to Sam. He seems kind of sad." <laughs> Whoa! Wow! You tagged me with a three-two. Good, good work, buddy. Wow, that's so good so what uh what do we think of the salt rating here i don't think this is super salty but i I do think that it is pointing out something that happens a lot in the game you know people having to hide the fact that they're enjoying themselves there's nothing worse than when your combo is going off for the first time maybe ever and you're like it's happening and everyone around you is just like sad
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) like cool
0: no one's here to Appreciate this with me. Or or you can't even get the chance to like go through the actual motions of the combo because you just feel bad like doing that in front of a bunch of sad people and being like, and then this happens and this. So you're just like, and then, you know, the combo happens, uh, I guess I win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> this is like mm, ice melt salt, right? Mm. It's like, oh, the street is frozen over. I got to melt this down a bit. In, in terms of like how to potentially fix this or at least work through it, having this kind of post-game debriefs I think it might be a good way to to help alleviate that especially you as the winner right if you're able to show empathy to the person who is like lost be like man that really like you had some bad breaks that game that sucks like yeah Mm -hmm. you you got mana screwed I'm I'm sorry that happened to you and just kind of like talking through the things that did happen to the game I think that might help I know that's kind of helped with us because it gives the person be like yeah that that did suck but hey that was cool that you were able to do blah 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 Right. Like yeah. having those kind of debris. Even think.
0: mid-game sometimes, yeah. you know, if you're if you're talking about it, you can be like, Oh man, like you're getting like screwed right now. And that yeah. just gives that person a chance to be like, Yeah, I am getting screwed. And you're like, Yeah, that sucks. Man. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, that happens sometimes. Like, I think when you do see somebody kind of shutting down like that at the table, like starting to talk to them. And, you know, we talk a lot about how we like to turn salt into sort of a joke to kind of diffuse the situation. And that's another good time to just kind of Bust out some levity, laugh a little bit with your friends, and be like, "Yeah, that sucks. It happens, but yep. you know, maybe you'll draw a land next turn. Probably not." And kind of, crack <laughs> yeah, right.
3: well,
2: break. I only or, put ten in my deck. Uh,
3: yeah, or it's yeah. like where you're gonna get, you're gonna mill somebody, or you're gonna exile one of their cards, and you will be like, "Don't worry, I'll hit your land." And yeah, then, and then and you do, and then it's kind of like, hey, like they still hate you, but like it's a little more of a joke at that point. But what can you do?
2: Yeah, Tony, that feels so good when you do that. Yeah, Yeah, that definitely makes me feel
3: better. (laughs) (laughs) Well, is it that time of the week?
2: Oh,
0: man, you know it's that time of the week. It comes every week.
3: The salty, the card, of salty
1: card of We're making leave. up a theme song.
3: <laughs> we really need theme music and to like not leave those in as I think they're going to get taken out and then they never do. But.
0: I leave in all of our stupid little songs we sing. <laughs> uh,
3: so I've, I've got one here Ooh. that is in the vein of things that we have uh, talked about before, but it's a little different. Uh, so I'm interested in how you guys feel about it. I know how I will feel about it. I did another random number generator and this is what we landed on. This is Boil. It's three colorless and a red for an instant. Destroy all islands. <laughs> oh, fuck blue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I swear to you, I didn't like craft this. Yeah, I like this fucking is, hate blue, obviously. But like, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> you literally pick this bit. I know. And so when I saw it, I was like, fuck me. No one's going to believe that I like this. But let's, uh, Sam, how, how does this one make you feel? Like,
0: totally fine. Uh, yeah.
2: Does this even see play? Yeah.
0: I will point <laughs> out that there is also a very similar card called Boiling Seas, which is basically the exact same thing, but it's sorcery speed. In uh, eighth edition, they printed boil. And then in ninth edition, they printed boiling seas because apparently, apparently, instant was too fast, but that effect was still good. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, this doesn't really make me sell. I mean, if I was playing mono blue and someone hit me with this, I would be salty. But, um, Who's putting this in their deck? Right. I think if someone's putting this in their deck, they probably have some crazy jank to turn all of my lands into islands.
3: And oh, you mean
2: drop this. Quicksilver Fountain? Huh? Oh, spice. Well, I'll,
3: I'll tell you, it is number 93 on the list. So it's wow. in like 1,100 decks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's not very high up there. And it, it's a 1.67 uh, salt rating. Just barely in there
0: like eh, it it does technically destroy land so i guess we can feel salty about it like people
3: are just kind of giving it some pity votes i actually feel like it makes me the opposite of salty i'm like fucking giddy reading yeah, this, right now. Say, this is <laughs> this is like anti salt this is yeah. like
2: it is like a you know a a sodium diet pill that you have to take to like lower your cholesterol or something like that it is it is I, generally beneficial for you it's,
0: it's like it's like a spoonful of citric acid it's yeah. like it's like very <laughs> powerful and and almost salty, but almost sweet and kind of
3: bitter, you know? Yeah. I want Mike to run this in like his mono red Magda CDH deck. <laughs> just like no fucking wreck train once. Five mana though, right? Like if it it's, was four, like- it's four, it's okay. four. I'm not saying it's gonna win him the game. I'm just saying I want it in there. With the way CDH is, though, that's going <laughs> to hit, like, two lands. Like, I was going to say, is that true? So bad. All of the dual dual
0: islands, like...
3: Yeah, how many lands do
0: we have out in a, your average CDH game? Like In our
3: game, it's running stacks, so it's, like, fucking I seven or like, eight.
2: Especially in our meta, where our meta is not particularly blue heavy to begin with. And then, even when it is, it tends to be multicolor. Like... I, I don't know. Yeah, Tony, that's this is like gonna get this in a is deck. Like, I'm gonna get one my deck? own decks
3: and then I'm gonna fucking slam it down.
0: <laughs> Rebuild
3: Godo. And you guys are gonna it counter design. it because you are fucking play blue and yeah. I'm not gonna be able to actually do it. But like <laughs> I'm telling you, it hit at least six lands. Minimum. <laughs> minimum.
2: <laughs> uh
0: Nick, how, how do you feel about this? We didn't get to hear your take.
2: I, I think my take is that it it is anti-salt inducing for me. Uh it actually Fixes some other salty cards. I think I mentioned Quicksilver Fountain earlier. Which, just to to recap, Quicksilver Fountain is a three mana artifact. Uh, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player puts a flood counter on target non-island land he or she controls. That land is an island as long as it has a flood counter on it. And then finally, has a separate clause at the end of a turn: if all lands in play are islands, remove all flood counters. This is a a very annoying, you know, kind of mild stacks piece that some people play, especially in mono blue decks, because you basically turn off other people's lands that they can't get access to colored mana. So to uh to turn that around on the blue player and then just blow up all the lands, I think would be pretty funny.
0: I would be remiss to to mention a couple things. First of all, don't at me. Boil was printed in Tempest. Do not at me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> at him. Has please. anyone at you yet?
0: People at me all the time. And and <laughs> and Boiling Seas was printed in Portal. Don't at me. The other thing that I would be remiss to mention is tsunami, which is three and a green for sorcery that also says destroy all islands.
3: Nice, what a great effect!
0: Yeah, wow, fuck green. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right? green is fucking overpowered. In like like two episodes ago, weren't we talking about uh, we were debating whether green had like a mass land destruction effect? It totally yeah. does. Yep. Yeah, but it's islands, so it's okay.
2: <laughs> islands are trash worst card in magic overcome. Um,
0: everybody go to your nearest card search and look up the art for tsunami it's like this giant wave that's destroying a little town and the little town just looks like six penises <laughs> it just looks like six dicks all stacked next to each other i am i swear you guys look it
3: up right now uh you're not wrong I, i'll say that <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm not and gonna they're like say flesh you're colored, right, but I'm not gonna say you're wrong either, I suppose.
0: Uh Richard Thomas was just like winging it that day.
3: Yeah, if you don't zoom in, those are penises for sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tony is often zooming in on questionable penis art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be sure.
0: Just really gotta verify.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: sometimes you you know, sometimes you gotta get a close look. Well, that was lovely, Tony. And that will be your last time doing it for a while. Mike will be back next
3: week. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> I appreciate you standing in.
3: You
2: did great and you can never do it again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you, the audition was fantastic and you didn't get the job. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Howling Mine podcast today, everybody. We really appreciate it. I just want to shout out all of our listeners. All the people reaching out to me in DMs on Reddit or on Instagram showing their support. We got a bunch of awesome friends on Instagram that are like boosting our posts and just being really supportive, chatting with us, you know, definitely a, a cool group of people on there. You guys all know who you are. It's been super cool and, and humbling to see a lot of the support that we're getting with this podcast. It's a it's a lot of fun. And I'm glad that you guys are liking it too. You know, the best thing that you can do for us is to give us like a five star rating or something on whatever listening app you're using or on all of them. If you want to be really cool, like Spotify, Apple podcasts, that's huge. Tell your friends like word of mouth is kind of our biggest advertiser right now. We do our best with other things (laughs) and it does work. But like, you know, people telling their friends, telling their play group and just getting the word out. That is huge for us. If you guys want to follow us, we're on Instagram at The Howling Salt Mine. Check us out on Reddit. We're usually posting weekly or engaging in other posts. Our username is also The Howling Salt Mine. And email us your stories. We love to hear salty stories. We want to hear stories about you getting salty, you making your friends salty. Maybe come to us with a little salty confessional and uh, confide in us with your your salty crimes. And um, email us at mine at gmail.com and as always, we ask that you keep it short, sweet, and to the salt with those, with those emails. Uh, do yeah. you guys have
1: anything to... <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you guys have anything
3: to plug? Well, it's just a, a brief reminder that uh, we'll be at Magic Fest 30 oh, in yeah. Vegas, baby! Let's fucking Vegas. go! <laughs> uh, but nothing else from me.
2: I, I put out some music on the Spotify's uh, oh, yeah. fun. I have an EP out, which sounds way fancier than it actually is. It's a recording of a live set that I did, and I turned it into a, a short little album. Uh, it is under the uh, album title Impulse Reaction on Spotify under the artist Build. That is me. Check it out. Listen to my sweet tunes. <laughs> it's,
0: it's Specifically, it's Build, period. Yeah. So if you're searching for it, it is Build, period. I've been listening to it a ton. It's great.
2: Sam's pumping up my, my streaming numbers so I can get a couple extra cents this month. Alternatively, you can find me on Bandcamp and pay me money directly as an option.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have anything to plug. You know, I, I do want to shout out, uh, like I've been doing in the last few episodes, I want to shout out our buddies at The Battle Standard in East Windsor, Connecticut. It's a great LGS. Go check it out. And I think that's it for us today, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in. And stay salty. And as always, don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step.
1: It's the of life. The of life.
0: However, I don't feel like I'm enjoying myself because one person in particular, if it's not having However, I don't feel like I'm enjoying myself because of one person. Come on, man. I'm You stumbled here. over it a second time. No, I didn't. I did it
2: right. You definitely did.
0: After running Hinata the Dawn Crowd a few... Hinata the Dawn Crowned. Tony is like... <laughs> Tony is losing it over there.
2: <laughs> Give so, me a break, man. This is going to be the world's longest
0: episode. I have a lot to read. I know, it's okay. This is a long one. It's going to be a long episode. You're laughing at me all the time. (laughs)